Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everyone, it's Stevie here and we're back for volume 2 of Only Here for a Visit. When you hear some of your thoughts on XL Bully Discourse, Nando's potentially being finished, and other quote-unquote very interesting subjects. As ever, this episode will contain very strong language and boomer opinions, so if you don't like that, away and listen to some true crime podcast or something. So joining me is Dan, who is, as always, breaking kayfabe after ditching his work name, Dan, I must say, you did a great job in the Homer, the Smithers role, but it's back to trusty 7G for you. I have to say, I thought me and Rizzo did a, a fantastic show at the weekend, all things considered. Well, listen, what I would say about that is, and anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> also joining us for his first Only Here for a Visit, the debut, if you will, and his first appearance on GigPod in six years, it's the co-founder of the show, it's James. Hello, James. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Dan. All right, Jimbo, how does it feel to be asked back? I really appreciate being asked back, you know, it means a lot. And um, I've signed a three-year deal um, with Only Here for a Visit, and unless I get emptied, I'm going to see that uh, three-year deal out. I think one of the things that we did mention that we're going to be talking about is the XL Bully Discourse. Now, James, I know me and you don't really talk about this. It's, it's a rant that myself and Dan have privately, <laughs> among many, but... Honest to God, what a boring, boring subject. Am I right, Dan? Yes, it's really within a day or two. We are now a bit late to the topic, thanks to you being away in Milan last week. You never mentioned, by the way. It reached parody levels very, very quickly. Still in the news, as far as I can tell. 
but yeah, just a, a really ridiculous bit of discourse that, of course, a certain Todd Cantwell waded into with his weighty opinion on Instagram. Can I just firstly say that the first topic being about uh, dogs is um, very good, given that I feel like I'm maybe poochy to, to the actual scratchy <laughs> here. So, when I saw the running order come through, Stevie, um, this is a fairly professional podcast, I'm surprised by that. I have to say that I was yawning when I saw XL bullies come up because I'm very bored of this discourse as well. You know, one of the funny things is, but when you see some of the photos of these dogs, like, you know that way, you might you see these people in the news. They're built like Hulk Hogan in the 80s. They're about to go and fight, they're about to go and fight Andy Joshua at the weekend and all that. The way they're built, it's, it's incredible. It really is. Like, if you, I'm convinced if you put a, an XL bully, in fact, the funniest XL bully story is one you're going to about me, I'm sure, Dan, in a wee minute, right? Oh, by the way. Ah, no, hey, honestly, that is quite something. I think you just even look at the name, XL Bully. Well, I mean, well, well, I certainly someone did look well, at the name. What I would say, right, before Dan embarrasses me here, don't worry about that. What I would say is, if you, us three here, right, you put an XL Bully at the table, I have no doubt that it would finish all our drinks, can square go as outside, I think it would probably win. Which might say a lot for us, but I think it would say more for the build of this XL Bulldog. I, I do agree. Um, just before I come on to your rather amusing tale the other week, no pun intended obviously, talking about the humble canine, but some of the stuff for the owners as well. I mean, I sent you one about a week ago now, but they're, they're doing some big meet-up somewhere in England, all the XL Billy owners and... Uh, there was one in London is already. It, it was Sto- a, Is it Stoke or something? A, it was somewhere like that, yes. It was somewhere rough. Again, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they, they were on the news the other day and there was this guy with a big sort of chain with spikes and everything around his neck and he went, you know, yeah, this is my dog's, but it's just a bit of bling, isn't it? Wait, he, had a, people, he had a dog chain He had it him. on, yeah, I know. I, I didn't know what to think, to be honest, when I first saw it, but it was defending it, you know, it's just a bit of bling, and I don't get why people are so intimidated. Well, you know, some people you just you just can't uh, can't get through to them, Stevie. But um, I must I must say before you do move on. Well, I but I was just going to get to say. What was it? The best part of 36, 48 hours when you were adamant that the XL Billy was some sort of celeb. Everyone I, didn't, I, 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 I didn't know what it was. He had seen these dogs, and I always just called them a, a bulldog, or like a, no, the bulldogs are the the, the, wee, the wee fat ones that are quite docile or that. A bit like Rizzo, but <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I, I've always I've seen these dogs, but I never ever heard them call them an, an XL bully. I just thought they were like a kind of pit, pit bull or something, Dally, if you will. <laughs> honestly, I, I I didn't think anything of it, and then I remember seeing all these stuff coming through. And, I get all my news now for like BBC and Sky apps and it was always XL Bully this, XL Bully that. I thought it was a nickname some for, rapper. I thought it was a nickname for some <laughs> celeb. Like you hear with that Grimes or something like that, you know, and I I, I thought XL Bully was a celeb. Yeah. I didn't have a clue it was a dog. Two different versions you Two heard. different versions I heard. Of Two different that. versions you were told. I'm gonna give you both a guess here, right, but before we move on for this uh, boring discourse, right? Between June twenty twenty one and June twenty twenty three, double figures here. Ten people have died by this breed. What do you think the, the number is? Did you not just say ten did you people just say died? Ten? Oh, I saw it. Shh. <laughs> Had a fair few drinks already, and I well, you were late though. You were late coming here. I know. I was late. I'd late getting away for work today, sure. and then you know, a couple of minutes before I log out, my boss is calling me in Teams, and 
or I just switched the laptop off, Stevie, honestly. Phone on, do not disturb. I'm, I'm not dealing with it. It's just bollocks. Bollocks. Right, well, so what's the shoot opinion here? Do we have any sympathy for the for this breed? I don't have a lot of sympathy, I'm sorry. As a, as a fan of the humble canine, I will always uh, stand up for them. So, I have sympathy for the breed. Well, I, I bet I bet in the next 10, 20 years, but they'll be welcomed into the society just like... In the 90s, when I was a wee guy growing up, it was always stay away from the Rottweilers, they're a bad lot, and they'll probably throw your face off. No, I see everybody, they're Rottweiler daft. Rottweilers are practically welcomed in pubs. And every every pub's every pub is now a dunk pub. That is my shoot prediction. Twenty years when Gig Pod is six feet under and in a deep, deep cold ground, the XL bully will make a comeback. We should maybe a check before you made that point as to whether or not this pub was a dunk pub. I haven't um, noticed any dunk. Unfortunately, hearing. we cannot shed any light on that. No, I can't. I'm looking about here. I'm scanning and. Another reason to come to Molly Malone's Magical Molly Malone's What a Magical great pub Is the fact that there's no XL bullies in here Dan There you go It's actually my first ever time in Molly Malone's Is that? Mm-hmm. What's your opinions of this wonderful establishment? Beautiful Beautiful Lovely pint of Guinness It's good isn't nice it? Nice picture of the Guinness factory which I visited in 2018 I was there just a couple of months ago You were there you, yeah, Dan you go no, and I, don't, I don't go to the factory I, You know why waste time an hour two, day, two hours at your day Walking around, seeing how it's made. I don't care how it's made. I just three like pint at the end, though. Nah, but I'd rather just go to the pub. Honestly, get me down to Bows of Fleet Street instead of doing some daft tour. Right, well, we're not here to advertise Bows for Fleet Street. It's magical, Molly Malone's. But you are uh, enjoying your pepperoni debrief there. I'm indeed. Lovely beer. Right, okay. Other well, beers are available. <laughs> I know it's been so part of that with the cools. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, they didn't do any Peroni back in the days of the Roman Empire, and that's what I'm going to move oh, on to next. I know, get lost, get lost there. Dan, me and you have talked about this, and uh, James, you know exactly what's coming here as well. I feel like you have just got really particularly boring subjects on the start of this to make people turn off. Because of the, and, the guests. And make me feel. Exactly, because of the guests yeah, we've got I on. I think it's personal myself. No, it's like, it's some boring subjects, but this is this is topical. I mean, look, over the last few days, there's been this uh, trend and it's swept through that great app, t- great app even, TikTok, that I've never criticised, in which women asked their husbands and boyfriends how often they thought about the Roman Empire. Now, apparently 99% of them claim to think about the ancient empire as often as every day, or at least every week or two. It became a meme, right? And it's now spread to social media sites and then received, wait for this, everyone, serious news coverage in multiple outlets and now it seems like it's up. even CNN are covering it right now as I read this is that a serious news outlet? CNN? ah uh, fake news mate fake news alright <laughs> alright alright right, Donald Trump <laughs> oh, look, listen James I'll come to yourself first I know that you have uh, very strong opinions on this I'm sure yeah. well I'm looking at your face and you seem engrossed or not or you're, mm. you're really ready to go to sleep I don't know but look I've got most of the people listening this Roman Empire nonsense it's just it's a flat out lie is it no? aye but to be fair my girlfriend asked me about a week ago so I told her I think about it twice a day so uh, but did you see the article before it though were you at the wind up well? no I hadn't seen it but I knew she was at it so but you were working at work I was working at work no, as long as you're working at work I clearly don't think I, I refuse to believe yeah I, I refuse to believe it was any any young man in the, the west of Scotland I mean, that I is regularly them. thinking about the Roman Empire. I, I think mean, it's just American nonsense. 
once again. I'm really fed up with it. Um, you think you think TikTok's trying to dumb us down, don't you? I, I do, but that's possibly you a subject. You better be careful because uh, James is a big user of TikTok. Possibly a subject for another episode, and I have to be very careful what I say here, and I mean that sincerely. <laughs> we're, uh, we're literally in a group chat, which today I told you that I don't actually use TikTok that much, so quickly. I thought I saw full, uh, videos on TikTok of you in Paris or something, though. I've posted, uh, I was in Paris by the way, I don't know if you know that. Um, I have posted like four TikToks in my uh, two years of, of having the app, but no, I don't use it that often. This Roman Empire nonsense, it's, it's one of the ones that I think we'll look back on in a few years, like that, uh, remember that daft dress? The one with the gold, is it gold and white or is it oh, blue or something? James made another, an interesting one earlier on as well, which again I just thought was again more and I'm sorry to any American listeners out there, right, but just American nonsense for their social media sites about could you or could you not in an emergency situation land a commercial jet and, you know, 90% of men think. I've never thought about it. I've never thought about it. I just... No, I, I, I don't get it anymore. It. I don't get it anymore. I really don't. You did anything to eat before you came? Uh, I was at Costco earlier and I had a pizza slice and a hot dog. Where was your last Nando's? About maybe six weeks ago. Dan, when was yours? Oh, it would have been honestly pre pre COVID. I've, I've not been there in years, honestly. I've not been there since I would say it's got about 2021 or something. Got me thinking today. I mean, know how Nando's used to be the go to for everyone in this great country. Yes, yes. You don't really hear the Nando's being the go to. Th- what, what is the go to now for your, your Avi's? 20 something when it used to be Nando's like up at the Fort or Silverburn or something where is it now? I don't know why you're asking me I I may be a a 20 something but I think we can all agree that I have the mental age of a 50 year old cab driver so (laughs) I really don't know if I'm being totally honest with you You're not in your 20s now are you James? Unfortunately not So okay I bet that was recent wasn't it you were 30 recently? Uh, well, I'm 31 just now, I'll be 32 in a couple of months, so... Right, so hold on a minute then. He's 31 until he's 32, but... That's right. how it works. Great clarification there. No, but, like, I mean, you remember, like, in your 20s and all that, Nando's uh, was a big thing, wasn't it? Aye, I, I, mean, I mean, I remember being at Nando's with you a few times. That's right, aye. Great days. But it's fin- I don't know, I think... It, I, I don't, I'm not saying it's completely finished, but... I think it's definitely on a, a downward spiral. Because you won't buy it now and it's no longer mobbed. You don't used to have to queue for ages to get in. Yeah, from, from what I've seen as well, the, the prices now are just, just crazy. I, I get the price of everything has gone up thanks to the wonderful cost of living crisis. But, um, yeah, it, it just seems like crazy prices for what is essentially just chicken. Especially when there are lots of other places that have popped up doing similar things in the last few years. Your uh, black roosters and such. Aye, and Peppies as well. Peppies as well is another big defender. Peppies is actually brilliant, to be fair, I actually do like the Peppies. Um, no, I was a huge Mark Fernandos, but as uh, Dan says there, the, um, the that wonderful cost of living crisis and the inflation, greedflation. Um, it is, it's the cost of greed, let's be honest here. I still like Fernandos, but I, I can't justify paying um, what it is to get one. I just think that the the portions were never great either. I mean, I, I, I think it's nice. They're actually, you know. they're actually worse. Yeah. Talk about greedflation. Let's talk about shrinkflation. 
Hamstarted's an avid fan of the humble biscuit. Because they've been affected more than most, I would say. Wait, biscuit itself? Aye. Have you seen the size of a gold bar biscuit? Oh, don't get me started on the gold bar, by there the way. Oh, I script as well. Oh, it's a disgrace. No, it really is. It, don't get me wrong, right? The gold bar would be... It is top tier for me. It is maybe the go-to. I've got to agree but with you. I need to eat at least... Fantastic biscuit. I need to eat at least three of them now. It, you know, otherwise I'm just starving myself. Honestly, the size of them, man. need three of them to get the energy against an XL bully. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's ridiculous. It is shrinkflation at its finest. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You know, I've never thought of that though, because I've not been in Andos, as I say, since COVID, but also since this uh, Costa Greek crisis. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get the impression you probably got a lot less chips. You probably don't get as much rice. And even at that, do you still get the things where you can go to get a juice and all that as much as you want? No. Well, actually, the last when I said I was there about six weeks ago, I actually got a takeaway one night after work. The chips were tiny, very, a very like small wee box. So I put it to you now. Is Nando's heading for being finished? I still got a lot of uh, cachet, but how long that lasts, I don't know. Like, they're a long way from going under. I would suggest not that I've read the accounts. I'll crunch the numbers. I'll get my runner chap to do uh, that. One, one read at Celtics the other week, that was enough for me. I was dizzy after that. But um, no, I, I just think there's other options out there, um, including, Stevie, a wide range of chicken products here at Molly Malone's. Oh, especially the chicken goujons, my beautiful baby boy. Indeed, the goujon sterlings. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should go and get some for the bar now. I, I might. I, I think we've got a wide range of uh, spicy wings in here as well. So, no, it's, it's a very extensive menu. I would agree. We're a very extensive podcast, Daniel. Well, I don't know about that. That's up for debate, isn't it? <laughs> well, look at the calibre of guests we've got. Anyway, we're going to move on to our guests. Thanks now. for that, Stevie. You're welcome, James. Now, we're going to move on to you. You obviously said to everyone you were the co-founder of this great show. But... This is like your first time back on it since 2017, I think. If memory serves me correctly, the la- your Cheerio podcast was 
Daniel Lovis in a hotel bar, the Radisson, <laughs> the Radisson Blue, you said your farewell, and then me and Rizzo took over. But I think that was like the end of the season after the Invincible run. Yes, they played was. the Undertaker music, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I actually still have the recording of the last ever pod I was on on this phone. Do you actually? I do actually have it. And now you're back on it. So you've uh, listen, you've seen some changes, I'm sure. We gig pod. But where, where's the most obvious change we we gig pod? Don't say anything about the parter going downhill ever since you. I was actually going to say it's got a lot more parter since I left. A lot less handsome since I left, but it's, it's an audio podcast, listen, so that doesn't really matter. Don't worry about that. Um, a lot more downloads than uh, than when I was on it. Um, and a lot wonder, of part. I wonder what that says about you. <laughs> I, I know I was really worried about coming back, but I would. Grateful to be asked back. Grateful to be asked back. You know, be asked like back. I say, you know, and I'll be here as long as I'm, as long as you, as long as I'm here, <laughs> you're here, and uh, until I'm emptied, I'll be here. That is funny, though, isn't it? Because obviously you've been here. I mean, we started getting the proper mates in during COVID and cleaning up the audio, and now we're back to square one. We're back in pubs. <laughs> We're back in pubs, we're back being unprofessional. We're not really following a script and we're just talking a lot of shit. I, I didn't know if this was just a throwback to me being on. <laughs> to be honest, when you whipped out a phone and said, right, let's start recording, uh, it did feel like it did all those uh, all those years ago. Listen, we're going to end and we're going to talk about something that is very dear to you, of course, right? And so we're going to talk about the effect of the COVID vaccine. No, I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> Just, just for the record, I am vaccinated. Before it seems like this is some sort of parody against me. No, 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 no. Listen, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, you can all go out. <laughs> Underrated. Oh, Christ. Right, underrated Simpsons episode. Now you are well, probably the yes, I'll say this. You're a bigger Simpsons obsessive than myself and Dan, and we are quite big on that hit show by Fox. But one of the things we're talking about on this show that we're going to chat about, it's not about the part, it's not about the best line, or it's not about what your favourite thing is for The Simpsons, but it's more the most underrated episode. Now, I'm going to let you have your wee place under the sun here for this one, James, because I've got mine, Dan, you've got yours. In fact, you've got an interesting one that I think is probably going to be on a true crime podcast for the way you're talking about yours. But, uh, James, if you want to take the lead here and talk about the most underrated Simpsons episode and why? I'll tell you how this subject came about, right? I don't know if you know this, but I was in New York recently and I downloaded a whole load of episodes on Disney Plus for the flight over and I only ended up watching one. And I don't know why I picked this, but I, I picked the, the Springfield Connection. Now, for and, anybody uh, listening that isn't sure, that was the general plot there. Marge becomes a polis. And that's it? And that's it. Okay, thanks. Um, and I never realised just how funny it was. <laughs> right. Laughing at your own notes. Yeah. So I think it's actually Homer. Now you know my thoughts on Homer. I think early seasons, the the great of the Simpsons, Homer is the best TV character of all time. That's the debate the other week. Yeah, I don't think it ever. Maybe. Wait a minute. When you're saying greatest, though, do you mean most complex, most depth, or do you just mean funniest? I think all of it, I think. Because I think you're going to, it's hard really be, to beat the great, late great James Gandolfini as Anthony Tony Soprano. Yeah, but I, I I think, I just think Homer, that season two to season 11 run, <laughs> I'm not mentioning season one because, you know, that thing I talked to you about last week. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tad Tad is an opera. Okay. No idea. <laughs> but aye, so I was watching the Springfield Connection, right? And there's a few good, good things in that episode. But I think some of it is Homer's at his best. There's a bit where he's um, where he's chasing Marge. I can't remember if he's chasing Marge or whatever, but he gets out of breath really easily. Oh, he's chasing the robber. Aye. Snake. Aye, that's right. And he, he gets out oh, of breath aye. really easily. And then he gets out in the motor later on and he's still out of breath. <laughs> and then he patronises her. You're hysterical woman. Marge is pretty much caught up in it. Yes, it's good when the boys in blue get their man. And then uh, there's the there's the bit where she um, she just goes into the the polo station and they agree that she'll become a polis and then it goes to the house and you just hear Homer going, You did what? And it's like, bar- oh, I just borrowed your nail clippers. Um, then he steals her pepper spray to spray it on his food. Police tape round Flanders house. And then Flanders comes home, he's like, ah, I made you thought your family was dead. <laughs> and then she's talking about, like, yeah, um, just her feelings about becoming a police and all that, and she's going on this big thing about her career and stuff, and then Homer just goes, you're making what for dinner? <laughs> it's just, um, it's just some of Homer at his absolute best, um, when he parks across the three handicap spaces outside the quickie mart and she's like you're going to need to move your car and he's like dark it's fine if there's any real polis just watch out for them let me know Homer hey Marge how's my little piglet Homer I'm on duty (laughs) that's okay I'm supposed to be working too (laughs) you have to move your car I'll just be a second Marge I'm going to get some beer for those kids over there I'm going to pretend that I didn't hear that but you have to move your car now I'll be right back. Now keep your eyes peeled for a real cop. That's it. I'm going to write you a ticket. Come on, we're family. You're breaking the law. I'll make you a deal. You rip up that ticket, and I'll give you back your hat. Hey! <laughs> 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 he steals her, her police cap off her and all that, and she arrests him, and then she reads him his rights and all that. He's like, I choose to waive those rights and starts just screaming. I just watched it, and I thought, Nobody ever mentions this as one of the best. They always talk episodes. about like the Frank Grimes one, last exit to Springfield. Every like, can I just monorail one and all that. Last is... exit to Springfield, decent, but I actually think that might be the most overrated because people go on about that as our oh, favourite of an episode. It's all right. It's it's not top tier. Last point on Springfield connection. Wiggum's also getting it. Uh, very good outro based on the Hill Street Blues theme. Dan, I believe you want to talk about an underrated episode that isn't in the golden era of seasons two to seasons 11 yes I did think I would uh, go outside the box for this particular subject um, as James has said there and I would like to reiterate this point for myself this is not my favourite episode of the Simpsons it wasn't a nostalgic move <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like him coming on this podcast as I say it's, it's out with the, uh, the golden era only just season 12 as opposed to 11 and it's uh, a, a, a little-known episode, clearly, because you've never seen it, known as Homer versus Dignity. Now, I've not extensively prepared notes, because why would I be professional when coming on this podcast? However, to give a rough idea as to the plot, Duke uh, Homer's financial woes from years of shenanigans, shall we put it, and irresponsible financial decisions. He's down a hole. Mr Burns looks to exploit him by turning him into his quote-unquote prank monkey. I do remember that. You do remember it now? Yes, I do. Good, good. I'm looking for a patsy. 
the honestly it is fantastic so so quotable the intro to it where Homer and the uh, the family are out celebrating Bart's first A I don't know if you remember this part I don't his credit card declines they try to run and leave the restaurant they're caught by security and Homer's forced to sing an rendition of Blue Spanish Eyes with the full families as back and band I don't remember this later on in that same sort of segment he sold the back seats to the car to pay for a novelty home. Marge mentions that he needs to go see a financial planner. To him, he hears that as a financial panther. Um, and then just the, the pranks he gets up to with Mr Burns as well. Keeps throwing stuff in Lenny's eye. Ow! My eye! I'm not supposed to get pudding in it! No! That was capital. My lung is aching. I like when I threw the pudding. Do it again. I'll make it an even eight. You're the boss. I'm in hell! <laughs> Let's keep the laughs coming, eh, Simpson? But say I make you my executive in charge of recreation. No, no, better yet, my prank monkey. Do you keep giving me money? I can't have my little monkey running around in rags. Woohoo! Bad, bad old Lenny. Bad old Lenny. I believe that particular scene was in Tenants. But it's, it's just, it's so quotable, honestly. It's brilliant. And then there's a bit where he's in the zoo dressed as the panda, which does take a bit of a dark turn, I must admit. No, a, a great episode, well, honestly. It's all right, the panda's got to be on James English to talk about his side of the story, mate. <laughs> Listen, everybody's got a past, and everybody can change. For myself, the most underrated. Not my favourite, but That's the most... your favourite, surely? It's actually not. It's actually not my favourite. Uh, my favourite of our Simpsons episode is probably Duffless. I think it's when Homer gives up the baby. Mm-hmm. Everything in that is Something just gold. Something you never did. Oh, never. <laughs> especially, especially when Molly... Why would they give it up when Molly Malone's keeping fighting us here? Uh, exactly. Especially when he's fights of Guinness. Be silly not to. But no, it's for me, it's Bartholomew the Murderer. Total gold. And starts off with Bart having a day for hell. A nightmare, everything goes wrong. Like Every- Aye, you turned your phone off and everything I heard. Nah, I my phone off. Um, everything that could go wrong with Bart does go wrong. And then it's the first appearance, I believe, of uh, Overweight Anthony, aka Fat Tony, where uh, he's invited into the local Springfield Mafia to be essentially just a. Uh, he just serves drinks, didn't he? He could be, he could be doing it all in Malone's. <laughs> but uh, I believe, what is it, the, he makes a good Manhattan. And then ever since he I starts. I was there last month. Last month? He's kept quiet about it, mate. But. The, you Milan. For all you're talking about. <laughs> the bit, for, the bit that, for that for me that just. No one seems to go on about it, right? And I, I'll never understand it because it's just. Outst- I mean, we're all talking about Homer just being the funniest character. But it's the part when Skinner goes missing and Bart's in the court and he's just getting chucked under the bus like Lenny with the players against Freddy Farros. he's just Bart is just like there himself and even like to the point Lionel Hutz goes to Homer who's at the stand who's his dad who's the one person that's meant to be defending him and going right this is preposterous it's ridiculous you're really trying to frame my my ten year old son and Lionel Hutz goes Mr Simpson you've been the boy's father for ten years do you really think you could be the head of a murderous crime syndicate in Homer Homer, I look at him for about five seconds and goes, we're not a leader, but... And then bursts into tears going, oh, it's not true! <laughs> Mr. Simpson, you've been the boy's father for ten years. 
Do you really think he could be the leader of a murderous criminal syndicate? Well, not the leader, I mean... Oh, it's true, it's true, all the pages fit. It's honestly, it's, it's honestly the funny, everybody talks about all the funny Homer part, um, everything they does, they don't seem to talk about how funny that bit is, and I'll never understand it, and I think why you maybe the first part of Matholomew the Murdering is slow, and it's all cliched with what happens and everything with him. As soon as he gets to the mafia side of the story, it's unreal. Remember the bit when he goes into the bedroom and he's got all the fags and all that? Homer, <laughs> if you start to smoke, he teaches you a lesson, you're going to smoke all these cigarettes. <laughs> so, aye, again, it's, it's down to Homer, right? But that, just in, that bad part of the court is one of the reasons that it's that funny. Nobody seems to go on about it. They go on about all the other episodes of The Simpsons. And while it's not my favourite, it's definitely the most underrated, so there we are. I think it's um, it's a very good parody of one of my favourite ever films, which is Goodfellas. James, I must say, you're an odd fellow, but you record a good pod. <laughs> Thank you, brother. This has been uh, Over Here for a Visit, Volume 2. And with the last words, it is Dan, to no doubt say to the own talk up this great pub ring, because I forget the name here again, actually. Molly Malone's, Stevie, you ignorant man. A fantastic pub and following on from a real theme of this episode it was great for us to be asked back to record again this week a fantastic establishment i thank them once again for their warm hospitality as you say this has been volume two i've only here for a visit i will be very surprised if we make it to volume three given the uh, first half of this pod i'm sure the listeners were turning off in their droves stevie but nevertheless, um, it's always a pleasure to bring the uh, bring these wonderful podcasts to our wonderful listeners, and I hope they uh, have enjoyed it as much as I have. It's been truly engrossing. So thanks very much. This has been only here for a visit, and we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Network.